Hello, and welcome to Voice Spark Live. My name is Emily, and I'm your host for tonight. And Nick, Ben, and AJ are not here because it's, it's ladies' night. And I'd like to introduce our new host, Julia. Hello, nice to be here. Thanks for the intro, Emily. This is my first Hi. show tonight, and I'm excited to speak with you and Andy and Monique. Welcome. We're so happy you're here. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I am a UX designer transitioning into conversation design. Um, I've been designing for about a couple of years now before was a healthcare consultant and also was studying economics. And the reason I made the switch is because in healthcare, I was not able to focus on what really mattered most to me, which was in enhancing the patient experience. And that's what kind of led me into learning about design in general, especially human-centered design and have really enjoyed being able to redesign websites and mobile apps for uh, as a generalist UX designer. But the last few months have been really interested in conversation design and seeing how language is really the human, the ultimate human-centered design tool and been exploring how that's been playing out in the industry. And I feel like it's a really exciting time to be a part of conversation design world since there's a lot going on with chatbots voice assistants and even with the pandemic, just a whole, a whole, a whole lot of use cases that are now currently being explored uh, by lots of companies. Yeah, absolutely. So we're really excited that you're here and we're happy to have you. <laughs> so you. Um, we have some amazing guests this week. We'll be talking to Monique Coward, the founder and CEO of Smarticles, and Andy Muncie, the creator of the Alexa, Where Is My Period Challenge. But um, before we bring them out, I wanted to talk about uh, the big news of the week, which was Microsoft's acquisition of Nuance Communications. And they spent a whopping $19.7 billion <laughs> on it. Um, so to give you kind of an idea of how big the purchase was, um, the only company Microsoft spent more on purchasing was LinkedIn for about $26 billion dollars that's crazy right <laughs> yeah that's wild yeah 20 billion valuation wow. oh i know <laughs> so for those of you that aren't familiar with nuance communications they're a firm that specialize in speech recognition and artificial intelligence so they've done a lot of great work in the healthcare industry in particular um and i guess enterprises too um but they also provided the backend or speech recognition engine for, for Siri as well. So yeah, I think this is a huge boost for the voice industry. And I think this definitely has implications that go way beyond healthcare, especially with the use of the speech recognition technology. Um, I think it can be used in all types of indus industries. And I think with Microsoft's reach, it has the potential to expand internationally as well. But I think it nuance is mostly used in the US currently. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes and how big it will be for voice in terms of opening the door for more people to be aware um, of the potential of what voice can do. And also for smaller companies who may be on the fence of investing in voice. Um, do you yeah, have any, absolutely. any other thoughts? 
Yeah, now I'm just uh, reading what Emerson just said. Nuance takes yeah. the cake, definitely. And um, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest advantage for Microsoft too is going to be having that healthcare portfolio that Nuance is bringing. I mean, they've been designing or developing for Walgreens, the VA, like from the healthcare point of view. So that's already going to be huge for Microsoft to have access to all that. Of course. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I also wanted to give a shout out to Project Voice. Um, they had their first full day of presentations, um, virtual presentations today. They just had their in-person conference, which is a big accomplishment <laughs> given, given the current situation. Um, but I've been watching, I watched a lot of the presentations today and I'm excited for, to watch all of them tomorrow. So, yeah, definitely. yeah. So, um, before we bring on uh, Monique and Andy, I wanted to take a second to thank our sponsor, Witlingo. <laughs> Thanks, <there>. Julia. <laughs> so please visit witlingo.com for all of your voice app needs. So let's bring on Monique and Andy. Okay. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having thanks. me. Thanks Anyone? so much for being here. Um, okay, well, I guess uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves and um, I guess how what you're doing in the voice industry. Okay. Andy, do you want to go first? Oh, you can. Over to you, Monique. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me. My name is Monique Howard. I am the CEO and founder of Smarticles. And what we do is we create voice apps on the Alexa platform, as well as on the Google platform um, to help support kids' social emotional learning or their well-being, as well as help with conversational skills. So it's really fun, right? Doing it and working with kids and seeing how they interact with Alexa. And for them right now, it's their world, right? It's what they are used to. So we're right in a good space, um, but coupling it with education you know they're having fun and they don't really realize that they are practicing some of the skills that they would normally practice in school especially with COVID going on you know they're practicing some of those skills that we really honed in on and tried to help support so that's what we do amazing <laughs> and auntie what do you, what do you do in the in the voice field yeah, so I created um, the Alexa skill, Alexa, where is my period? And the challenge, Alexa, where is my period 28 day challenge? So my goal is to help modern women uh, get closer to their femininity and intuition by owning their entire cycle. Mm -hmm. So I take them on a 28 day journey where they get a forecast from the Alexa, where is my period app? And they really pay, start paying attention to what's happening um inside of them through the energies of their cycle and so over the um 28 days we see a dramatic transformation as they start to realize things about themselves that they've never paid attention to, to before and i think it's because we live in such a modern world we're so busy a lot of women are focused on their careers um which and the pillars come in not having anything against that but because we've been pushed that way um, and we're in the school system we've forgotten about our um our natural cycle so i help modern women bring that back incredible 
So what was your inspiration for, for the skill? Uh, for, for wearing my period skill? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so when I was in my 20s and 30s, I was living a life that was, um, I was actually living in Japan when I was 28, and that's a pivotal time of a woman's life. Do you guys remember when you were 28? Um, like, yeah, like what was happening? I remember I was living in Japan. I was so lonely. I had acne all over my face. I was lost. I wanted meaning in my life and I didn't have it. I wanted to attract my soulmate. You know, I'm coming up to that age of, you know, want to get married um and so i was looking for all these signs um you know to help me along my way to know that i was on the right path and also to start living from the inside out because i'd lived the life from the outside in and so then i studied the menstrual cycle and i decoded it and i start to learn about when's the best time i'm creative When's the best time that I should this eat this type of certain foods? Um, when's the best time to do high physical activity? When's the best time to have a massage? When's the best time to thread my eyebrows um, because of the pain according to my cycle? So I designed my whole life around my cycle. And from that, it just changed my life. I wanted to help girls around the world that have changed my life. I wanted to do that to them. And so that was the inspiration for creating Alexa, where is my period? (laughs) And what about you, Monique? What was your inspiration for Smarticles? Um, So uh, our skills, the one that we have that kids love right now, it's called Color Together. And that most of the skills come out of just my own experience with my own kids, you know, some of the things the difficulties and challenges that they experience. Um, and that went right into the skill. So color together is a coloring, coloring companion skill where the child actually prints out a coloring sheet. Um, and then from that coloring sheet, they then invoke the skill, um, color, let's color together. And when they invoke the skill, it's a back and forth conversation about what to color on that picture, right? So if they choose a house, then they get to say, okay, Alexa, I want to color the house. She asks, well, what part do you want to color? And they say, I want to color the door. And they may say, she asks, well, what color do you want to color it? Red. And so they are coloring together. It's not actually just them touching the screen. It's actually an interaction of brown coloring, similar to what they may talk about if a peer was next to them. And while they're coloring together, they actually hear content around um, social emotional learning. So they, we partner with some authors to have content where they may actually hear about anti-bullying or about you know, believing in yourself and about being proud of being different. And so all of that is a whole immersive experience for them while they're coloring. And some of the things that we pinpoint is, you know, as kids start to use technology today, they are used to touching things. So they really don't get a lot of practice with pen grip and holding the pencil and actually coloring. So at that young age, that's really critical to really strengthen those muscles. So we pinpoint that. And we also with coloring, we know that there's focus, right? When you're coloring, you're really focused on it. Um, you know, it's something that they really enjoy. And then, like I said, with Alexa being there, that back and forth conversation is really something that they don't really get if they're just coloring by themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have a question from for Andy from Emerson. Um, 
do you think women are more receptive to having these conversations with a virtual agent versus a human friend, doctor, or peer? And could that be applied perhaps to other traditionally sensitive topics? Mm, that's really interesting. Um, so with how I've designed my conversation, it's really a forecast. So it's really like um, an astrology forecast. You know, astrology mm. is all about the outer planets, but this forecast is about what's how, where you are in your cycle and the energies of the moon. So what I see Alexa as is a micro coach. And she's like your, she's like a coach coaching you through the 28 days. And so, um, you know, when you say, you know, Alexa, where's my period? You kind of think, oh, that is a bit sensitive. But, but to me, the forecasts aren't in, in a way that sensitive. Like, for example, when you're in your follicular phase, that's the phase straight after your period. You've got a lot of energy. So the forecast mm -hmm. is about telling you to use that energy and where mm -hmm. are you going to draw that energy um, type of thing. So um, I, I have to go back to the question. I didn't, it's gone. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> um, and do you think we're having those conversations with a virtual agent? Yes, it is. It, it is a very new thing. I think we're, you know, on the verge of having that conversation. Um, I think that um, I am very new to the market um, and I'm also, I'm finding that my skill is related to women who are 28 to 40. So that's quite an older uh, demographic of the market. So they haven't been brought up with the technology, but I do still see that it's the future, you know, and I really go back to that movie, Her, where um, we have Scarlett Johansson and Joaquin Phoenix, where he had his girlfriend as the virtual assistant. And I so see that happening. It will be the future. The virtual assistant will be talking to people every day in their bedrooms about sensitive topics. And you can also see in um, Westworld, um, the the companion, the virtual companion was calling him, you know, and, and he it was his psychologist, you know, getting him through the day. And so I, I totally see that happening. I don't know when. I don't know when it's going to become like um, part of the culture, but I'm moving in that direction, definitely. I see it becoming companion. And I wanted to um, just tell you, Monique, I watched your YouTube video about Colour With Me oh, and I just loved it. You really um, nailed the companion the companion for the little um for the child like and how you show the mother's busy and now um the child's going to color with um alexa and the vocabulary was just brilliant from the companion side you know getting him getting the child through that activity so i just absolutely loved what you're doing yeah thank you, thank you. yeah yeah really, really uh, about that. um monique do you how do you think kids are reacting to Alexa and how do you think they're interacting with it um, in terms of maybe seeing it as a friend <laughs> in that sense? Yeah, it's so interesting because they don't, for them, it's their world, like I said, you know, mm -hmm. we are um, early adopters, but for them, it's what they know, right? And so when we, when we first started developing this, we tested with kids and it was like normal and they got frustrated because we were in our beta, like pre-beta stage where things were still a little broken and they were just frustrated. Like, why isn't she listening? Why isn't she answering? Why isn't she saying this or that? And so it's for them, it's, I think 
for them, they really know that it's not a human, but they know it's someone that they can converse with, right? And so in that specific space of coloring with someone and someone actually having that conversation with them, they just feel like it's just normal, right? So for we haven't ran into any issues where kids have said, well, no, we don't want to do it. In actuality, we were skewing younger and we have kids all the way up to like 10 and 11 who really love using our skill because it's just so fun and engaging. Had you been um, you developing it before the pandemic or? We started right when the pandemic hit. We had already gotten oh, wow. together with the idea. So we started right during the pandemic. And then during the summer, what kind of pushed us, we were in a hackathon. So that kind of pushed us a little mm. bit further, kind of developing it. And little by little, we just kind of improved it along the way. Um, and right now we're in recertification for another version of it. And so we're it. really excited because this is where we're bringing on the children book authors where they can actually hear the stories and actually color pictures from those particular authors books. So we're excited mm -hmm. to see how that will actually um, oh, translate with the kids. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds that. like a lot of fun. It is. And isn't it amazing? It's like a um, creative project because as you start and you yeah. keep focusing on it, it, it gets better and better as you refine, you refine, you refine. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it, it's a long-term creative project, I see mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. love that you can interact with it individually and as a group. Mm -hmm. I yes. think that makes it really fun. Yes, yes. So we've had... we had it go into classrooms and mm -hmm. and the kids kind of, the teachers just kind of sat them around. Obviously with COVID has spread out, but still the fact right. that they're in the classroom and each one of them can actually say something from that picture, what they want to color, they all can kind of get involved. So you're right, not only individually at home, but also in the classroom. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And what did the teachers think of that? You know, Alexa's coming in to take their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> We have a teacher on our staff. She's like 20 year veteran. So she's the one to kind of help us mm -hmm. really kind of hone in what the what we should be focusing in on. But the teachers love it because they the computer is a little bit addictive sometimes. Right. If they let them play mm -hmm. video games or whatever on there just to pass the time is something that they it's just kind of one of those items that they kind of question all the time. But with Alexa, since it's kind of pinpointing, you know, for younger kids, they're learning about their colors, you know, they're learning some new words on basically on a picture. Um, and that interactive and the collective interaction among the kids, they actually love it because they feel like it's time well invested because it's something that's intentional as opposed to a pastime that kids are just doing on the computer. So they really, we've gotten really good feedback from it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like you've both been able to execute your skills the way you envisioned? Um, for me at this point, just like Andy said, my vision of it has grown, right? So mm -hmm. even this recertification, I have, even more, you know, thoughts about how I want to improve it. And as you go through each phase, it gets better and better and you get more and more mm -hmm. creative about what you want to deliver. And so for us right now, I think it's a really good, you know, skill and platform for the kids to use. But, you know, my vision for it a year from now is going to be totally different and much bigger, much better. Right. So um, I really enjoy that process. What about you, Andy? Oh, I, you said it perfectly. I couldn't agree. I couldn't have said it better myself, really. Like, it started with a vision, but, you know, it's just 
improved, refined. We just did our um, another change just recently to get it better. Um, so yeah, and like you said, well, what's going to happen next year? It's just going to go to another level. It, it, yeah. it, when you're committed to it and you have a strong why mm -hmm. for like why you're doing it and you're passionate for it, yeah, and you've got a long-term goal, like a long-term yeah. vision, yeah, mm -hmm. it just gets better and better. Exactly. I agree. Mm -hmm. So, Andy, um, since you are very international, mm -hmm. do you have an international audience that's using your skill? Well... Yeah, I like to say so. So I've got the, I can really just go off the girls that have done the challenge. So um, where have they been from? One was in China, but she was French. One was in Vietnam, but she was American. Um, one was in Poland. One was in Cambodia, but she was Indian. Um, and now I'm actually working with P-Safe, an Indian um, menstrual hygiene brand, and all those girls are in India. Um, so yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you have plans to like, uh, do you, have you been able to, is it mostly in English or are you able to translate mostly to other languages English. as well? Okay. In English, um, but no, no plans just at the moment to translate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Speaking um, of other languages, sorry <laughs> if I interrupt, I no, was listening ahead. to um, Monique, one of your other podcasts with Julie Davis and mm -hmm. you mentioned in there that you're in the process of having this roadmap where you're going to create for uh, immersion programs, language yeah. immersion programs. Could yeah. you talk more about that journey yeah. and how that process uh, plays out? Yeah. So at the very beginning of that one, this the skill and I'm calling it kind of little language stories series. And so we, we will have um, kids create and write stories and then read them. So we have it in English, French, because my my son actually went through a French immersion program and my, my sister is actually a principal of a French immersion program here in Louisiana. And we found that the kids, while they're at school, learning from teachers who speak French to them all day, when they came home, it was like, we don't, you know, the parents, we don't speak French. You know, how do we supplement what they're hearing when they're going to school? So um, part of it is not only having kids actually write in French and, and then read it out and then we showcase them, but also getting authors that may have books that's in that language being read so they can invoke the skill and actually hear either themselves, their, you know, their peers or author stories in those languages. So that's really the very first you know, phase of it. The second phase would be kind of the interaction where we may ask them questions that they answer it in French. So we start off with English, French, then we also have Spanish and Mandarin. So that's kind of like, we call them, the, right now we have little French stories. So there'll be little English stories, little Spanish stories and little Mandarin stories. And it's strictly for that, you know, helping kids, getting them to love reading or actually listening to the stories because if it's interactive enough and also if they have a chance to have their stories showcased they will want to do it more and more they will want to write they will want to read they will want to listen and so that's our purpose behind those skills amazing mm -hmm. that's awesome thank you mm -hmm. what are some challenges you that you've both oh go ahead <laughs> Oh, and do, are you the designer as well, Monique, or do you, is it just your vision and you have a team that, that designs the skills? So I'm the visionary. <laughs> I'm the yeah. one who 
you know, pops up in the middle of the night and write things down. And then I have a team that works with me to help kind of bring that along. Um, yeah. A lot of times I have to be the one that's reeled back because I um, have a big, you know, MVP at the beginning, but they kind of tailor me back and say, wait a minute. But yes, I do have a team that supports me. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Andy? Do you yeah, design same. or do you develop? Okay. Mm-hmm. Same as Monique. Yeah. yeah. We have a team okay. in Sri Lanka. Yeah. Awesome. And I know, Emily, you're going to ask me a question. I had a question for Andy. Um, oh, go ahead. So it's interesting, you know, how you talk about you looking at the cycle and certain days we have more energy and other days, you know, it's not so much. Are In your mind, in your vision, are you thinking about bringing into the skill some things that are helpful? So I can think, you know, when you get to those low parts of, of your cycle, where you just kind of moody? Is there meditation? Is there, you know, something that you can really interact in the skill that is all there to kind of help you as you go along that 28 day journey? Yeah, well, I hope to think that the forecasts are helping you and they're trying to like um, tell you what you need as well because there's, you know, there's, a, there's hundreds of forecasts and they're all about supporting and motivating and giving you ideas. And then after the general forecast, there's other things. So there's actually food forecasts as well. So you can eat according to, you know, which phase of your cycle you're in. So, you know, and, and to really start listening to what your body is trying to tell you and 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 if that forecast um is right for you but it's okay if it's not because it's all about going within and seeing what's right so you know for example when you get in your follicular phase you might not need to eat so much heavy dense foods because you're right out of your period which was like your cave and now you're back into the world shining so brightly and ready to go so there's food forecasts there's also um um, you can purchase um, meditations through the skill as well and um, according to each of the moon phases. So, And there's also pull a card. Um, there's also dating forecasts, so to help you with your dating because you can really design your whole dating life on what's appropriate um, to you and your partner according to your cycle. So, for example, if you're in your luteal phase, which is your PMS phase, when you're not feeling you know, it's really an inner time, you know, to, to give yourself more support. So it might not be a good idea. You need to check in with yourself, though. It might not be a good idea to go do a physical, you yeah. know, game of tennis or something with your date because you don't have that energy. So, yeah, there's all different other things that you, that I'm trying to um, help them, yeah, pay attention more and ask them questions to see what's right for them. Yeah. That's wonderful. You know, it's I think the biggest benefit when I listen to it is the fact that you actually get a chance to, like you say, listen to your body. Because like mm-hmm. you said at the very beginning, we're so day-to-day rushing and you know all of these things are going on and it's just kind of part of life and we really don't pay attention. But the fact that you actually bring them to the journey so that you can see when you're most productive and understand what's really going on and how it's being impacted. And it's most of the time, it's not until you go to a doctor or someone, something happens that someone kind of points those things out to you. But it's mm-hmm. great that through an Alexa skill, you can actually take charge of that. So I really appreciate you creating the skill. No, thank you. And what the most amazing thing, because um, I've done this season now with four girls, is once you get the forecast and it tells you what phase of you're in. Now, none of these girls know, no one, no, hardly any of them 
know the phases. There's, you know, the menstrual phase, they all know that. I'm not taking that away. But there's your follicular phase, there's your ovulation phase, and there's your luteal phase. So they come in not knowing any of that except for when they get the period. And just by the word, just yeah. by seeing every day, I'm in my follicular phase and then I'm in my ovulation phase and I'm in my luteal phase, their inner wisdom is activated just by that word and they start to, oh, I get it now. I, I'm i seeing how I behave in this phase compared to how different I was in the last phase. So it's amazing just that one word is, is key to all of this. It's, it's yeah. amazing. Absolutely. But so, in that, um, sorry, that masculine side, we are tracking like the masculine side of tracking our period. But if you don't track, you're never going to become conscious of yeah, right. you know, your behavior. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't know all of these phases <laughs> and the terms, so it's it's good for me to be educated about it mm -hmm. through the skill and to be interactive and to be able to talk about it too, I yeah. think is important for a lot of women. So it's, mm -hmm. it's really impressive. Um, what are the biggest challenges um, that you've come across while creating these skills? For me, it's just um, the voice community is small, and especially with women in the voice community. Um, right. When I first, when I started with my group, none of them knew anything about voice. They just knew about my vision and they jumped on board, which was great. Um, mm -hmm. But the biggest challenge for us is just being able to backfill. And, and also we wanna bring in more women, right? We're, we start out with a women, women uh, team of women um, and everyone on it right now currently is women, except for you know communication director. But the people who are in the trenches doing the work, they're all women, and I would love to do that. So for me, when I'm looking around, I mean, I know there are other organizations out there, but at the time, and when I'm th thinking about the future, that for me is is really a challenge and bringing on the skill and the learning curve there is to actually building a skill because I I know what that right. takes, right? And yeah. And, there are new features that come out on Alexa and, all of, and on Google Assistant. And, you know, you have to learn and you have to be entrenched in it. And if you don't use it, then you lose it or you forget it and got to come back. So, you know, those are the things for me that I think when I'm thinking about the future, those are the challenges that I know that I'll face, especially if I want to have continue to have more women on my team. Right. Absolutely. What about you, Andy? I think time. Like you, you, you create something and you go, here it is, you know, <laughs> why isn't anyone using it? Um, you know, right. good, but like you've gone through a process, you know, to get to where it is today. It didn't happen overnight. I started in 2017. It started as why am I single? And it just didn't mm -hmm. sit right with me. And um, then it changed to where is my period. And then it was only in COVID which is 2020, so three years, that I started using my skill every day. It was wow. only then. And I was just like, and I did it for three months. And I was like, oh, my God. I've done all this work myself on my cycle to know, to know, to, to tune into my world, to know how to do anything in my life. And I'm using my skill for the first time and I'm going, oh, my God, I'm having more breakthroughs from using it every day, the thing that I created. Mm -hmm. And so that was a huge turning point in, my, um, in this journey. 
it was only last year. And then, um, you know, um, Anthony Robbins' 30, uh, Personal Power 30 Days program was an inspiration behind having a 28-day challenge. That only happened last year. So this time factor, <laughs> you know, and we've just, yeah. um, so I've done, I'm up to my fourth season, but it was my third season of doing the challenge that it really came together. Mm. Um, because mm. it was the use of words. When I first started, it was a documentary. Now that one word of documentary changed the entire feel of the challenge because I was looking for factual information from the girls doing the challenge to mm. validate mm. My, my skill. So yeah, my right. was heavily involved in, look at my skill, it's excellent, you know, well taken. <laughs> and it, you know, that's not how you approach it. Now, the next season, what happened was I took away the term documentary, but I still had like one, you know, side of me in that, in that field. And mm -hmm. um, I then went, oh, my God, we have to put um, the girl's journey on social media into mm -hmm. short clips. Now, and to really think about how um, users' um, attention span is on social media, we really took the TikTok version. You know, we want that, you know, the scrolling, so short clips. And um, But then what happened was I was trying to teach the menstrual phase and I wanted everyone to know about the menstrual phase. Now, nobody knows about these phases and they don't care. Right. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> that do it really understand it so mm. that was the second now the third one where we got it we we won was we attracted um donald miller story brand marketing mm. and, um, he taught mm. us that the hero of your story always needs to be your customer mm. and um and your right. guide is your product your brand and in our case, where the, so where Alexa, where is my period? So we're the guide. And mm -hmm. so from there, I've changed all how I frame a woman's story is all about her, her journey. And I've made her the hero of the story. And it's just been, we're on the right path now. So going back, it's the time and the refinements and, you know, um, but yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. Do you find that people are like coming back and using the skill again or over and over? Uh, me personally, because mm -hmm. I, I've, I've connotated it a 28 day challenge. I feel mm -hmm. that there's a real, I'm going to do it. And my end goal is 28 days. And unfortunately that's, you know, they've achieved mm -hmm. it. They've achieved right. it, you know? So the right. challenge does have that connotation of achievement, completion. Yeah. Okay. But we keep asking that question. How yeah. do we keep doing it? <laughs> right. Do you find that people were drawn to the skill because of the videos? Yes. Yes. The women's stories, the personal stories, the transformations, mm -hmm. what they learned, what they went through. Yeah. How have you been? Sorry. Oh, no. Uh, how? Have you been using like other methods for discoverability and like getting your, uh, getting your uh, recognition to your skill or people to use it? 
I'm only posting my stories on Facebook, so that's the biggest way where people are going to learn about it. And they don't learn about the skill, you know. They learn about the women's stories, and then if they're interested, they find about the skill that way. And then okay. for um, if you go on the business side, it's all through LinkedIn, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, to get brands to partner with me um, because they see that, you know, their product is a commodity like the menstrual hygiene products are. Mm-hmm. They're all the same. Yeah. Pat, 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 pat. How do you stand out from the competition? How do you get remembered? And we're creating that emotional connection um, that could right. be partnered with a commodity of a brand. Um, so, yeah. And if you think of, um, do you remember the Dove campaign? Mm-hmm. Um, the- you know a lot of people remember that campaign and mm-hmm. you know that stuck with dull because they tied an emotional connection mm-hmm. to a commodity product of soap that's what we're trying to do and that's how we're trying to stand out and show brands that we could be part of um part of their customer's experience and be remembered. Yeah, that's so interesting, Andy. I'm sorry. That's so that because, you know, that's one of the things when when companies think about voice, they wonder, you know, how can I, how can I bring this into my portfolio? You know, what does it really do for my company? But the fact that you mentioned, you know, your skill gives an experience, but also brings a longevity, not longevity, but a personality or some sort of story behind, just like you said, everyday commodity and that women really don't think about. And so the fact that you can partner with brands like that actually give them a better, you know, connection with just their audience or, or their customers because you are giving them a voice that is relatable. So I'm glad that you're able to actually do that. Thank you. Yeah, and I don't think, I think there's going to be more, there's more opportunity for content creators. So mm-hmm. if you look at YouTube, you know, brands, uh, like it's the content creators that get sponsored, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how they generate their marketing these days. You know, that's right. where it's on. Um, and it's not, and I think if it comes, the voice experience can come from a brand, it, it yeah. might not actually go so well in, in thinking yeah. about the customer experience and it might be more factual or yeah. and also like thinking about you know people that are not going to go open coca-cola alexa open yeah. coca-cola mm-hmm. you know yeah. no one's searching for the brand they're searching for the action yeah. you know and right. um or another example is like you know they're not gonna they're gonna say how do i mount a tv Alexa, mm-hmm. like, so how do i mount a tv not Alexa, open mm-hmm. um, Sudawashi, I don't know, which is the <laughs> brand name. You know, nobody yeah. knows that brand name. They're looking mm-hmm. for, you know, the, the information, the action, the verb. Yeah. So, uh, Monique, how, how have you been dealing with uh, discoverability and people using your skill? I guess with you, it's you have the schools and education system. Yeah, so we we don't, while we're on the platform, for us, it's not where we bring in people because for kids' skills, you can't direct them outside. In order for a child to really enjoy our coloring app, they need to either have a visual or they need to, they can have an echo, just just the audio only, but they need to have the actual printout of the coloring sheet. So that for us meant that we have to be intentional outside of the platform and not rely on it for discoverability. So you're right, we go into the schools, we you know, talk with parents and parent groups, 
Um, we just go wherever those who have kids are, right? And especially little kids. And so that for us has been our plan and always our goal that we bring people to the skill through us, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And especially since you're since you're working with kids, how do you deal with like ethics and privacy mm-hmm. of their information? Yeah. So we don't ask the kids for any information. We don't ask for their names or anything like that. Um, And every time, even though if they come back, we will make the change. But when they come back, they will be recognized, obviously, because through Amazon, there's just a a, um, user ID that's really not, you know, detectable or you can't use it to get to the child's information. Mm -hmm. But for us, we don't ask for that information. And also when we go into the schools, if there's any schools worried about privacy, we always kind of give a little training on that. There's a button, you know, if you're not using it and you have a, you know, issue around privacy, there is a button on the Alexa devices or the, the, there's a switch on a Google Assistant you know, on the side that you can kind of turn off and on so that the mic isn't open. And they feel more comfortable about that because, you know, they see the stories, they hear the stories, but they didn't realize, oh, it's just as simple as to just kind of turn it off. <laughs> yeah. So for us, right. it's not really an issue because, like I said, we don't ask for information and we do some level of training or some not really training because it doesn't last that long, but just information giving around how you can protect yourself if you're worried about privacy. Mm-hmm. I think Thank that's so important. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know that. And um, that did come up in one issue with one girl as well um in her facebook group uh, a girl commented oh why are you using alexa she takes you know all your data and everything <laughs> and um yeah i didn't know she actually you can actually turn that off mm-hmm. the microphone off yeah mm-hmm. exactly do you have any questions julia um, yeah, I was actually curious to see if there are any other constraints besides uh, what we've talked about already with um, difficulty to maybe like this of discoverability or the ways that you are all are marketing, similar to what Emily was talking about earlier with um, like challenges, but more curious about if there are any design constraints that you were all um, focusing on or had uh, other features that maybe you wanted to put in or mm-hmm. um, and just couldn't due to the just limitations of the user's technology or the time it would take to create these features? For us, um, since the platforms are different, so we started on, we're on Amazon first, on Alexa first, and that's where I started out. And then we're migrating our skills over to Google. And so because the platforms aren't identical, then there are some features that we can't put on Google that we have on Alexa. Um, So we may not be able to replicate color together entirely Mm -hmm. on Google because they're, you know, they're just different and they're different in terms of where they are in in being able to develop those features. Um, The one thing for us is even though we don't necessarily collect the child's name and things like that, we would love to see more of the data, right? So that we can make the Mm -hmm. experience better. And that's not the information. We don't get all of the detail, right? When the child has that that back and forth conversation or anyone on the Alexa platform has that back and forth conversation, you only get a snippet of data. And so that for us is what is challenging because our ultimate goal is to create something where we can actually give feedback maybe to the parent or to a teacher on where there might be some deficits. Because if you remember at the beginning, part of our goal is to help with conversation skills. 
And even though kids may be in the classroom and a teacher hears them or with a therapist, you know, as a person, we can miss some things, but it would be great for them to actually have that data to kind of go back to and look at and say, oh, hey, this child is struggling with prepositions or this child is struggling with verb tense or something of that nature. And so ultimately that's our goal, but that we know would be a struggle on the current platforms that we're on. So for us, it would mean that maybe, you know, in the future, we may not be on the platform to actually develop something like that, but we don't mind right now because, you know, it is something that we can use and we can grow with and we can continue to learn how we can actually get to where we want to be. Got it. That's great. And um, can I ask, um, what, 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 what was the reason by reason behind you moving over to Google as well? to put your skill uh, on there? Because it was interesting. I talked with someone, I forgot who it was, um, but they were saying that in their particular country, they use Google more, right? Right now, our skill itself is in the is in English. We would love to put it in, I mean, US English, and we would love mm. to put it in other countries that have English and then possibly French and then Spanish. Um, but there are some countries who aren't where Alexa isn't there, you know, or the Echo device isn't their top one, right? They may use Google more. So it's just expanding our reach. And that's why we are looking to actually put some of our um, apps or our, our skills onto the uh, Google Assistant platform. And so, and you rely solely with Color Me on the Echo Show? No. Or can they do so like I said, that? Yeah, if if the child prints out the coloring sheet, so if they come through our our you know our mechanism of marketing to our actual website and they print out the sheet, they can still interact with Alexa with the coloring oh. sheet. It's just oh, that great. if they discover us through the uh, Amazon Store platform, then that means that they don't. If they only have an Echo. Um, just an echo tower, then the experience isn't great because they wouldn't know what pictures to ask for. They wouldn't know what parts to ask for. So it's either or, either a show or mm -hmm. a tower device with the coloring sheet or a show with the coloring sheet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. I love that you have those two options. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Is your Are your skills um, only on Alexa, Andy, or are, have you considered moving them to other platforms? as well no not not at the moment just on the laptop yeah were either of you um involved in tech or like interested in tech as as kids or did you kind of did that kind of evolve <laughs> so i have an extensive background in tech i was in mm -hmm. corporate it for a very long time and i've always loved being um the first person, not necessarily buying an iPhone, not that, but the first person in new tech. So when um, the internet came about, you know, I was kind of had access to that early on and kind of play around with it. And with Yahoo and all of these first, you know, platforms came on, it was very rudimentary, but, you know, it was exciting because it was something new. And so I always, I'm an early adopter. Whenever something comes on that's new in a platform, I like to test it out and see if I like it. And if not, then I don't stick with it. And so it's just so happened that I started out with chatbots when chatbots came along on, on the messenger platform. And then Alexa came along and I was like, well, wait a minute, 
I think I like that one better. <laughs> so um, I moved over to uh, Alexa and started developing apps. But yeah, tech has always been a part of me and I love being an early adopter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. How about yeah. you, Andy? No, not at all. <laughs> 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 haven't been into technology, haven't been into sci-fi, not at all. Um, the first time that I got into technology was because I designed an intuitive card game for four women um, to play through the energies of the cycle and, um, you know, they go on dates and they start to learn about the energies coming up for them in each phase and at the end of the game they find their true love. Anyway, we had in our prototype we had pen and paper to keep score um, because when you go on a date, you want to see if it's a good date. Are you in line with what's happening in your cycle and what's happening with the moon? Like, is it a good time to go on a date? And you get scored um, accordingly on that. Anyway, so we were using pen and paper and we are just like, uh, this is not working. Like, we have to also think of the game box, you know, the pen and paper going into the game box. And then it was just like, oh, my God, let's create an app. Um, so we created a really cool app for the girls to keep score whilst they play the game. So that was our my introduction to to tech and bringing it, you know, into the company. So and then from there, yeah, the Alexa skills come came in, and now I've got two Alexa skills a part of the gameplay. So mm -hmm. at, at the end, I also created start my wedding ceremony where when the last when the first person goes on their last date and they find their true love, um, on the app it says, say out loud, um, Alexa, start my wedding ceremony. And then the wedding march starts. You put on the, um, you know, the veil and get the flowers and you all stand in a row and do the I do. And, yeah, it's really fun. That's great. <laughs> Have you considered doing, like, uh, adopting the card game as an Alexa skill? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no, because I want that face-to-face, -face, you know, keep that mm -hmm. even connecting with each other. It's very important to be able to have those conversations, dive deep into the discussions and learn from each other from the interaction. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But that game, the structure of the game, built the algorithm really for Alexa, for mm. the skill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any other questions, Julia? I mean, you've been asking a lot of good ones. I'm, and obviously, Andy and Monique are going back and forth having this really good discussion, too. I think I'm curious just to hear, you know, what's next for both of you, either in these skills that you've developed or uh, next steps for another uh, skill that we have yet to see and or hear. <laughs> Yeah, for me, it's just, you know, like we said before, when you build one and you improve that one, you get other ideas. For us, we don't want to just be apps, you know, voice apps. We want to be kind of an immersive experience for the child. So, you know, we are looking at providing teachers with lesson plans and things like that to go with the skills so they actually use it in the classroom. So we don't want to just be a kind of one-time use, even for parents, you know, having activities that extend beyond just them using the skill if they want to help support the child's social emotional learning or, you know, if they have any conversation deficits. So things mm -hmm. like that for us. So it's bigger now for us, the vision is bigger than just a voice app. 
is really just moving into that space of how do we support kids to help them be the best that they can be because every child has a voice, right? Whether they can speak or not, but they still have a voice and we really need to be able to nurture that and help them to be able to be what they want to be in the world. So for us, that's where we want to go. Beautiful mission, I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Andy? Yeah. Um, well, my baby is Alexa wears my period and the 28 day challenge. So I'm solely focused on that. Um, and at the moment we're working with P-Safe in India, um, the menstrual hygiene um, brand. And so, yeah, we're just starting small. So they understand the process of how the challenge actually works and to start seeing how real stories from real women are coming out on social media every day over a 28 day period. And then what we want to do with them is we want to scale it. So we've already got the campaign proposal ready to see how, well, we've got the idea, they have to say yes to it, is like putting um, like a QR code on the packaging so that we can get get that distributed out through, throughout India and get girls doing the challenge by, and the incentive would be like win a wardrobe or win an Instagram photo shoot and get them to start doing the challenge and posting on social media um, every day. So we want to take them, take PSA from getting to know the challenge to, um, to like conversing with like, you know, a hundred thousand girls in India. So we, we, we know how we can scale the campaign from small to big. So that's what we're working on now. So yeah, it's very exciting. Very cool. Mm -hmm. How often do you have to up or do you update the skills or are you iterating all the time? <laughs> Uh, we're not. Um, for us, it takes a while because we have so much uh, just structure and back end. So for us, we kind of, mm -hmm. we want the skill to kind of, especially now we're in certification. So we're hoping that we don't have to really go back into the end of our beta, which is three months, right? Right. <laughs> um, and, and because when you make those changes or you have to make those changes and, and you're waiting for that, you know, for it to kind of come out of certification, it's kind of, you know, a, for us is agonizing only because we know it's going to be a better experience. Um, so we're pacing ourselves. Um, we don't update it a lot. You know, for us, I think our roadmap may be three or six months, you know, in terms of updating it. But yeah, that's where we are right now. Okay. Yeah, as it's more of an intuitive process. So you're watching the girls use the skill, you're asking questions about it all the time, you know, um, observing them and yeah, if it needs to get updated, just yeah, ask our team to do it. So yeah, it's it's more it's really creative. It's really like an art project to me. Like you're just working on it, refining it every single day. Yeah, absolutely. Any, uh, any last words of for either Monique or Andy as we wrap up? Well, I just want to say that um, voice, the marrying of voice and education is a great space to be in. Um, and simply because it gives, it's different, right? We, we are born using our voice and like for those who have a voice, right? And even if we, we build skills on those devices, we can make it accessible right, to others. But, you know, it's kind of a natural thing for kids to be able to use their voice and to explore with that. So I think that for me, when I look at education 
and how things are going and the use of AI and machine learning and things like that. I believe that voice can have a, a place in it. You know, once people kind of get over the privacy concerns and all of that, and we really work those things out. But for me, that's what I would say I'm excited about, you know, that this is something that we can look into and help improve the way that we provide education to every child. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. Andy? Andy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just if you're interested in checking out the 28 day challenge or you have, um, you know, a girlfriend in mind that you could really see that would benefit on it, you know, share my Facebook with her, andy.munzi7 and come and look at, look at the other girls that have done the challenge and see what they've been going through over the 28 days. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that you both are kind of bringing voice in as um, it, it's not like voice is going to take over the world. I think you're bringing it so that voice is enhancing everyday yeah. experiences. And I, yeah. I love that about what you're, you both are doing. And um, Monique, where can people find you? So our website is mysmarticles.com. So that's M-Y-S-M-A-R-T-I-C-L-E-S dot com and so that's where you go you can learn about myself and my team learn about what's on our roadmap and then also learn more about our skills that we currently have on the alexa platform so that's the best place especially for parents and educators to go to actually see you know what's out there and, and how it can be used and then just experiment we'd love to hear back from them too as well so you know find us on social media i'm on linkedin uh smarticles is on linkedin as well as on twitter and instagram as my smarticles so that's where they can find us awesome um is there anywhere else that people can find you andy or can people even find your can people watch your documentary oh yeah that's still on that's on youtube um so that's under flow love the game on youtube that's okay the channel name yeah awesome. and of course i'm on linkedin Cool. <laughs> well, thank you so much for, for being here. It was so wonderful to talk to both of you. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was thank great, and great to hear from Andy, too, to hear what she's doing and, you know, how that she's opening up our minds around our cycle, something that's quiet, right? We don't really talk about, but really, you know, teaching us about how it actually impacts our life and how we can use it to help improve our lives. So I'm glad that I met Andy. <laughs> Thanks, Vinny. Thank you. So I'm going to put both of you backstage. If you want to hang out for a couple minutes, we'll just close out and we'll, we'll say hi after. <laughs> so, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Great. So, wow. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I learned a lot. Me too. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just amazing what both of them are doing. And I, I think so many people are going to be helped because of that. And there's yeah, so much definitely. potential with where it can go. So I'm excited to see their and follow their journeys. <laughs> yeah, I really like hearing about how they're collaborating with the great community too. Um, you know, Monique mm -hmm. having the involvement of educators, parents, and then obviously children as this right. very unique uh, group of users. And then Andy's obviously going out internationally too, which is yeah. very impressive <laughs> and lucky. Or yeah, I mean, I'm interested in seeing her documentary too now that yeah, she brought that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, any any other comments? Um, or... Yeah, I mean, 
that was a good show. Thank you again to Witlingo for sponsoring. Yes. <laughs> Check out witlingo.com for all of your voice app needs. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I guess we'll start the outro. <laughs> Have a good yes, night, everyone. Take care.